On today's episode of the Nifty Nick Show, I'm thrilled to have on Anonymix, one of the top NFT traders. You'll find him flipping X copies, twin flames, punks, art blocks, and more. He's gone from trading stocks to trading crypto to now being deep in the NFT game, starting with a massive 50 punk buy earlier this year. The show's all about learning from those with skin in the game, the world of NFTs, and as usual, today's guest is no exception. So let's get started. If you're looking for some crypto, you just found the right spot. We wrap it up, one of a kind, NFT straight to the top. Now don't go trading based on comments, we provide in this show. It's not investment advice, but our picks do tend to blow up. Like a rocket, they say. Many people have compared it to people's every day. So if you're trying to figure out what's going on in this space, please do not worry. Your boy Nifty Nick is hot on the case. Yeah. All right, I'm here today with Anonymix. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, happy to be here. This is my first podcast. Well, I'm very excited to have you as one of the many anonymous NFT collectors. It's exciting to have one on. Maybe we can kick things off to begin with, with like, how did you get into the space? Have you been in cryptocurrency for a while? I've been in crypto specifically um, since probably middle of 2017. I've got a finance background, a trading background. I didn't really get into the ICOs or anything like that. I kind of just had my thesis, uh, Bitcoin thesis, and just continued to add to my position throughout you know, the next few years, kept it really simple. And then towards the end, or actually the middle of last year, 2020, started kind of expanding my horizon, uh, getting into more of Ethereum, DeFi, you know, and then kind of throughout the end of 2020, early 2021, you know, as, as I started using ETH more, I actually went 100% to Ethereum, and DeFi and out of Bitcoin, which was good timing. And um, I think early February, I started looking at NFTs. And um, I think either late February, early March, I bought a CryptoPunk. And I think that was my first NFT purchase. That's awesome. And so right like today, is this still a hobby or is this now like you're doing this full time transitioning into just collecting? Well, fortunately, I've worked for myself for about the last 10 years and I've primarily been in the traditional finance side, trading equities, equity options and playing daily fantasy sports for a bit for several years in the middle of that. And Probably wouldn't say I'm doing this full time, but it's beginning to take more and more of my time and probably even say a majority of my time. It's hard uh, once you start collecting NFTs not to uh, become hooked on it. And I'm curious sort of what your approach. It sounds like you were trading. I've seen a couple of your trades, most notably recently. I saw one that you had done in the Twin Flames Discord uh, with a former guest trading a punk for a twin flames and then exiting that position soon after. Uh, it, d- do I have that correct? Yeah, I think that's that's correct. I um, um, I like to keep things moving. Um, I've got my core kind of high dollar value, high crypto value one-on-ones that kind of just sit there. But in terms of even the crypto punks and my other... NFT, some of my art blocks, pull squares. I'm I'm willing to move them around 
if I see better opportunities or, or something I'd rather have more. One thing I do do for better or worse is I'm usually all in with NFTs, you know, with my share of my bankroll or whatever you'd like to call it. So I'm usually evaluating every decision on a basis of would I rather sell this to get something new um, or would I rather uh, just hold on to what I have? So I'm always making relative value decisions. And I think, you know, a lot of people, I'm not operating at the scale that some of the trades you've been making are at this point, um, although I'm wor working my way towards that. Uh, but in terms of like, you said you're all in NFT, this is a struggle that I actually find. I either have to like add more Ethereum into, into my uh, account uh, and then continue to expand from there, which feels much more like continuing to go to the casino uh, versus trading those NFTs. Are usually trading, like how often are you trading between like NFT to NFT versus NFT to Ethereum? It's usually situational specific. Really what I did my, kind of my game plan as I as I approached the space and I was doing my research was, okay, I, I get CryptoPunks. I think CryptoPunks are here to stay and they have comparative to other things, decent liquidity. Um, and I kind of just went all in CryptoPunks when I started. Um, I think at my highest, I owned 40 CryptoPunks and those were all purchased in probably March and April of this year. And I kind of treated it as a store of value. And, you know, my first um, NFT to NFT trade was with uh, Westo from the uh, Discords, Punks Discords. And um, I traded a, a headband, albino, eye patch, male CryptoPunk for um, a very nice Fidenza. Um, I think this was only a few days after the Fidenzas came out and it ended up being a great trade for both parties. Um, I think he got his first punk and I ended up getting a Fidenza that's appreciated in value significantly. So I've used my punks as gateways to kind of get into other projects. Which uh, makes a ton of sense. And it's interesting uh, it's definitely an interesting approach. Fidenzas have appreciated significantly. At what point, though, like I feel like liquidity, th there's like a curve of, or I don't know, well, there is a curve. It depends on how you draw it of liquidity. Most of it's happening down at the uh, lower end of the market towards the medium end as well. But like, how are you thinking about like what are you building up to is it just expanding the total nft portfolio and then you're going to like put those pieces aside like a fidenza for example and yeah i mean my my primary primary focus is what can i do to acquire more x copy 101s i am all in on x copy um in terms of being the og crypto artist that they're going to talk about five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now. So that's that's kind of my play. And then we have a, a really nice portfolio of X copy and um, we'll take it step by step from there. You said we, uh, is there like a fund that you're, no, that you're no, I, I just, I, I don't know. I kind of just changed uh, talking <laughs> from I to we, um, but no, it's just, it's just myself. The royal we. 
Yeah, or, or my family, myself and my wife and my kids, but uh, they're they're not doing much. What what do, what do they think about uh, your NFT hobby? I, I'm very lucky. My wife is 100% supportive of whatever decisions I make. Um, she trusts me, and um, whether it's in uh, NFTs or traditional finance, so she's supportive, and the kids get it. My uh, little guy, he came home from kindergarten one day with a drawing of a, a beanie crypto punk with an eye patch. I have no idea what made him do that. I mean, he's seen them, but that's pretty cool. And my daughter, actually, I had been trying to get her into finance and trading. She's nine, but just, just getting her interested and starting to look and nothing had clicked with her until... Uh, she saw CryptoPunks. And this may sound pretty unorthodox, but I made a deal with her that she could get a CryptoPunk. And as long as she did the research, as long as she you know, came back with the analysis of what she wanted, why she wanted it, and what her plan was, um, and she did that, and, and the deal was she could keep any profits from now until she graduated high school, as long as she paid back the principal. Um, so she's in for 20 ETH. Um, she hasn't sold that one yet. She has it listed now for 2650. Um, if anyone is looking to uh, get a female uh, bandana with hot lipstick and blue clown eyes, that's my daughter's, and she's looking to sell. That's awesome. And so, are you? She's strictly looking for Ethereum. She's not trying to trade NFTs. No, she's she's just gonna look for punks. So she's gonna she her plan is she would love to sell something for like twenty six ETH and and buy something back, you know, for a couple ETH less and start paying back her principal to me. So that's her game plan. She's gonna work the punks floor at least uh, in the near term. So that actually brings me to a good question. So like I don't know what you started with when you went into the NFT space. Like you said that you bought forty. 40 crypto punks or so. I mean, that. so that sounds like, I don't know what ETH was at the time, but let, let's call it 400 ETH or something like that. So no, I actually, I bought those. I think, I think ETH was probably over a thousand at least. Yeah. I, I was me measuring it based on uh, like the 15. amount of ETH spent to acquire yeah, punks. Yeah. yeah. I think I spent probably over a thousand ETH. Okay. Over a thousand ETH. So you're starting from a major standpoint. I'm wondering, like in contrast with your daughter, which is still already a phenomenal starting point for most people. I think my entire portfolio is probably the size uh, in the NFT space at this point is nearing your daughter's. <laughs> so uh, I'm wondering, like, if you were to approach it today and you were to start from like scratch or from a small amount, let's call it. I don't know, 10 ETH or something like that. Mm -hmm. how, how would you approach it? Like, how would you build into this space? Uh, I, I, my whole life, I, I believe that you learn the most uh, when you, when you have, you know, capital at risk. Um, and I've also seen, and, and it's, and it's continued in NFTs and it, it sounds, it sounds unorthodox, uh, but I think the way to do it is you, you, if you can make a decision on what is the best thing that I can buy for maybe 80% of that 10 ETH for 80, like, and, 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 and things that have 
more value now tend to have more value in the future. So whatever, whatever projects you're looking at, the floors might rise faster and trade more frequently, but you're, you're probably, you know, hoping to, you know, make 20% or 50%, maybe a hundred percent. But when you get into the middle tier or the upper ends of the projects, that's where things can double, triple, quadruple fast because usually they're rare. So the market's smaller or the supply's smaller and it's all price discovery. So, you know, I mean, you look at alien crypto punks, for example, you know, there's nine and they're tr the last few have traded around 4,200 ETH, I think on average. And I think what, and, and there's been a handful of those nine that have all traded. So those new buyers aren't selling anytime soon. So, you know, for something so scarce as that, it's going to go from 4,200 and the next sell might be 8,000 ETH. I don't know, 10,000 ETH. You have to be more patient and, and, you know, it can be a little bit more stressful when you're committing a larger uh, share of your um, portfolio to one specific investment. But typically you're rewarded for that um, with bigger returns. Yeah. And you've had some, well, at least once the example that I gave was the punk trade that you just had with the twin flames. That was like a fast turnaround because uh, I think you exited out of that twin flames like within like a day or two within, within 12 hours yeah, it was it was pretty bonkers to observe well actually even prior to that i think that day it was really it was really i remember that day specifically i woke up in the morning and just everything kind of just happened in order and fell into place i remember i i traded a um single attribute big beard uh punk for two punks, a floor punk and a kind of a upper medium tier punk. And then I traded one of those two punks that I just received for the twin flames. And then I had sold that twin flames by the evening. And then I believe bought one of the blue twin flames with my re receipt of, of the old twin flame selling. I think that's how it worked, but um, kind of everything just fell into place. Like, and 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 I'm I I try to be um, very accessible. I tell people all the time, whether it's in the punks Discord or uh, the AB Discord or the Pulse Squares Discord, that I'm happy to talk to people and and I'm I'm always willing to consider trades and you know just to keep things moving. I like it. It's fun um, and. You know, I think the best trades are when both people are happy. And so I try and be as fair and as easy to deal with as possible. Not afraid of taking a loss if I have to on things either, which is uh, something that's hard for uh, people to do and looks a little bit crazy when I do it sometimes. Uh, but, you know, I'm usually I'm never I'm always doing it because I think the the opportunity cost of staying in something is worse than than moving to the next thing. Um, you know, I had a mentor that used to say, you know, you never have to make your money back the same way that you lost it. Um, you know, so, you know, if a stock isn't working, 
um, and there's something better out there, it's okay to move. Yeah, which is a great way to approach it. I've, I, I do this on like small, small volume ones that are like wildly speculative. Mm-hmm. I go and look after these like 0.01 uh, ETH NFTs, mm-hmm. get a bunch of them, and then sell them at 0.07 or 0.08. And those mm-hmm. are like, uh, I had that happen with one the other day, and I'm like, okay, it's a small amount, but I accumulated one ETH at, out of yeah. basically none. And so I'm like, great. Okay. That's, that's a good way to approach that. But with the, I've definitely exited when you like buy into the minting of some of these NFTs and I'm like, man, this is not a good project. Like I I just got to get out and I exit and I take a loss on it. Sometimes it's, it's difficult because I mean, these markets are quite volatile. It's actually surprisingly, it's surprisingly volatile, which is why there's so much opportunity to make effective trades in here. I'm wondering, like, I'd like to use a couple of projects as examples real quick to sort of see, like, wh- where where you're at with, with any of these or if you okay. want. Sure. Um, so uh, let's take the most recent one that's, like, going on right now, which uh, had closed last week and is uh, getting liquidity uh, as of last night, is the uh, Damien Hurst project. Did you buy into that? I did not. I was really occupied. I think those applications went in last week or two weeks ago and i actually had been spending a lot of time i don't know if you saw that i i fractionalized the next copy piece on fractional this week and that was really my focus and and honestly i i don't think i've spent enough time with it to to have a, have a good opinion on the hearst all right fair enough i, I can't i can say that i've seen I, i've seen smart people on both sides i i have seen some discussion and i've seen smart people on both sides it seems right now that uh, there's liquidity and the prices are up three to four x, and so I'm now like oh, wow. debating: do do I exit because it, that was? I mean, you could buy for USD. Also, they're converting it into Dai. So if if you sell in their market, they're going for up around eight thousand. It's going for anywhere for between six and wow. ten thousand. And they um, and the offering was what two thousand. That's that's yeah. a, that's a quick return. I mean, again, and that's. <laughs> That's a situation where you say, well, okay, well, you know, what do I want to do with $8,000 or, or whatever the capital is? Do I, is there something I like, you know, or everybody has their own style as well. It's got to be what you're comfortable with. I mean, well, I also, I also tend to find I'm more of like a momentum person. Mm -hmm. So I end up sort of just like watching trends, trends and momentum. And I'm like, Sometimes I won't I won't buy into a project, but I see the like uh, the conversation building, and I'm like, this thing's about to forex, and I'll just hop in. Like Cool Cats was an example of that. Yeah, I, I like that too. I'm I'm usually never early. Um, I, I don't tend to be early on things. Yeah, Wave One is wildly risky, especially the whole minting of NFTs. Well, actually, from that standpoint. Have you participated in any mints? And if so, which ones uh, did you participate in? I have. I've done a few, but they've just been different art blocks mints. But they've they've not been nothing where I've gotten something specifically rare or anything like that. I actually, like I said, I kind of got into art blocks before this big move upwards, but not as you know somebody that was out there minting. I fortunately, you, you know, I used my uh, punks to kind of get access to that market and uh 
the big Fidenza trade. And then I made another trade um, with a uh, screen name Tier Tiernan for, a, it was almost a full set of AB. And this was about a month and a half ago. And that that has turned out pretty well. And I think we valued his 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 AB pieces at about 26 ETH and my punk at about 26 ETH at the time. And the AB has definitely appreciated faster. But again, I think he won as well because I believe that was his first punk, just like a few of these other trades that I've done. So I think it's it's good for the whole marketplace as the holder base expands. And, you know, um, I'm trading punks, but I'm I'm not I have no desire to. Uh, not have exposure to punks. You know, I still hold eight or 10 right now. I think that's a, a really uh, still a big percentage of my overall NFT exposure. Yeah. And I think punks are something you want to be holding on to in aggregate. Right now, they're having a great run at the moment. Absolutely. The floor, the floor has just gotten eaten alive. I feel like the floor is going up about an ETH a day for the last week. It's so frustrating to me personally, just because I'm like, I'm building towards that. And now like my gap keeps, <laughs> keeps, uh, yeah, uh, I hear expanding. You. I hear you. But I, I think that's, that is one thing that I hear a lot too, is that people are working their way towards a punk. Like that's, that's a milestone for a lot of, uh, NFT collectors. And, you know, it, it gives even more credence to the project. You know, it's just network effect as 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 the holder base continues to expand and the number of wallets continue to increase. That that's probably punks and and X copy are the two things that I'm overwhelmingly the most bullish on. X copy is even less accessible at the moment, but I probably have enough to get into a punk. But then I'm like, well, am I just gonna hold one punk? Like it just feels exactly. like. What's your game plan? And now you're just locked up. And I prefer, I like my liquidity at the moment or pseudo liquidity, whatever you want to call it. I've, I've ended up in pieces where they are less liquid. The problem, if you're collecting art, like just actual art, even art blocks to, to a certain art blocks is very liquid at the moment, but art in general is just one that like it, it's it's not as active and if you end up with an artist where like there's just not a huge market you now just have you've just locked up all of this ETH sitting over there um which I, i've you got to make that mistake i've made that mistake a couple of and, times and i right? think one thing that will ha ha help that especially for crypto punks which really do have a nice um you know decent liquidity um, nice store value capabilities that once this a really good collateralized NFT lending project uh, product is available where you can, you know, take a, a 30 ETH value crypto punk and maybe get, I don't know, a, th a third loan to value or even 50% loan to value on that. And then you can kind of lock up your punk because you want to hold it anyway and then get a little bit of liquidity to kind of still move around for a decent interest rate, I, I would do that in a heartbeat, especially for something like punks, which you really don't want to sell if, 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 if you're buying into it. I mean, I guess some people have different um, objectives, but especially for someone who's, you know, just buying that first punk and they want to use it as their avatar and it's 
basically vaulted, that's a great asset to use as collateral and, and, and be able to get some liquidity from, but not actually give up ownership because especially if it's your avatar, that, that might be something you're never able to get back if you ever had to sell. Most definitely. Did you get any uh, MeBits? I did. I um, actually, I, um, so I, I owned quite a few punks at the time. So I got the, the, um, the granted me bits. And then I had, I actually minted a, a handful as well. And I, I literally for, and I think it, the number was either 40 or 50 in aggregate between what I minted and what I was granted in mints. And I got nothing nothing special no elephants no pigs no um robots no visitors so I, I i think i ended up getting rather unlucky but i was happy to have those granted to me so i kind of didn't really get it interested because i didn't get excited with what i got so i i slowly i think over shortly after minting i kind of just trickled those out to the market because i decided i wasn't going to really focus on me bits yeah, I and I I just went and bought one right out the gate, but as a percentage of my NFT portfolio at that moment in time mm -hmm. was like so significant and I'm like in hindsight it well it wasn't a good trade. I'm wondering like if you were in that position right now, are you uh it, it sounds like you're more interested in liquidity and momentum to to continue trying to accrue as quickly as possible. Yeah, that that I think that's the best explanation, a better explanation than I could have given myself. Uh, and that's kind of been my strategy, um, whether it was just with trading BTC and, and ETH and, and trying to, you know, find trades here and there just to accumulate my stack. And and what I've always tried to do with 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 traditional stock trading and and options trading. I mean, it sounds very similar to the advice I've been giving other. Someone's like, "Oh man, well the value of ETH has gone down." I'm like, "You got into this because you believe in it, <laughs> so like acquire more ETH. That is the only goal at this point in time." Exactly. And and the more that I do, I mean, I keep my eye on the price of ETH. Uh, I pretty much know it at all times. It's I'm always checking it, but I'm excuse me, it's more of a reference point than me me concerned. Like I, I, I believe in it. I price things in ETH. Like when I'm selling NFTs, I, I don't know instantaneously whether um, my USD value is, is, is a gain or a loss on a sale, but I always know whether the ETH value was a gain or a loss on a buy or a sale. Awesome. So uh, maybe before we wrap up, I can add uh, a couple more quick sure. rapid fire items. Sure. What um, if you were to buy an NFT below uh, 10 ETH today, or actually let's start with five ETH. What what's interesting to you, or do you not even care at that at that price? Five ETH. I, I I'm gonna I I do have my uh actually no I know there's a few out there. It's the project called Coalescent, and it is by the same artist that did dynamic slices for ab it is a set of again generative art and it there's only a hundred in the collection um and i actually bought a handful of those maybe a week or two ago um and i think the floor right now is around four three or four eth and they're really beautiful um i think one thing that actually 
hampered that project was that the um, animations weren't available on OpenSea. And uh, last night, they actually, um, I don't know what OpenSea did or whatnot, but they are animated now. So I think that actually is going to help the project. And the, I, the ownership base is a lot of crossover owners of people that own punks or, or, or art blocks and, and th those kind of projects. Awesome. Another rapid fire one. Uh, are you in a Bored Ape Yacht Club at all? Uh, no, I've never owned one and I've only seen them as avatars. Uh, and let's go from uh, five to like 10 ETH. Uh, what, what's most interesting? Or maybe um, we can break it into two categories. An artist, uh, I already see you active in Twin Flames. Are there any other artists that like stand out? You mentioned X Copy. Any yeah. sort of up and coming ones? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, um, well, there's a, there's a few artists um, that I've, I've, I've purchased one of ones on, on super rare from. Um, this one artist um, goes by the name of Neurocolor, um, N E U R O C O L O R, and I actually found him through X Copy retweeting him. Um, it's some really intense, colorful. Um, chaotic imagery. Um, and this other artist that I'm, I'm really fond of is an artist by the name of Searlight. And they do kind of these, these uh, anime style NFTs. And, and they're both uh, selling one-on-ones on Super Rare, probably in that five to 10 ETH range. And where do you, um, when you're buying it at that size, what's like your uh, holding time for uh, a piece like that? Because I'm assuming it's less liquid. Yeah, I think the, any, I've never sold a piece on Super Rare before, and I've actually never thought about listing one. Um, so my, my holding period right now is, I would say at least a year, if not multi-year. And, and for some of the higher dollar pieces, potentially even more than that. So you mentioned the artists. Uh, what, in terms of collections, are there any new collections that you're interested in outside of uh, art blocks kind of uh, falls in this hybrid space at the moment, but uh, what, what other, um, are there any collectibles that you are interested in or you're just uh, n not, not into that? Not specifically, I would say um, on the collectible side, there, there, there is a project called Pulse Squares, which I mentioned that is um, art blocks-esque and it's done by an anonymous artist, Irhez, who also collaborated with, I think, the Fingerprints DAO on that Avid Lines that just dropped the last couple days. But Pull Squares, I found, I, I believe it was uh, a minted launch of about 500 pieces. And I found that, I think, two months after launch. And the Discord community is extremely strong and uh, the pieces are animated and they're, they're really, really nice. And there are some different uh, deflationary mechanics, burn me mechanics on it, um, gallery mechanics um, that make the whole thing quite interesting. Yeah, I think I've come across them before, but I I'm definitely going to have to check them out again. Uh, well, I, I really appreciate you uh, coming on to discuss all of this. And uh, yeah, it, it was a great conversation. 
I appreciate you having me. Uh, best of luck uh, with your pods in the future. And I'm happy that I made this one my first podcast. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Take care, Nick. That's it for this episode of the Nifty Nick podcast. And if you made it this far, make sure to subscribe at thenifty.com. Thanks again.